Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano. Welcome to Faith for Today. And I'm so glad that you're joining us. Together, let's go ahead and get what God has for us. Today, we're looking at the blessing. The blessing. And oh my, what a wonderful part of the goodness of God. The blessing. And we're going to look at the blessing empowered to prosper today. There is an aspect of the blessing. Well, we'll come to it, but... It is a purpose of God that we prosper. And we'll go more into that, into some detail to see that clearly. Um, but let's look at our uh, verses here. There's an, Go to Galatians 3, verses 8 and 9. This that we're talking about, the blessing, it is an aspect that God's Word considers to be the gospel that He ministered to Abraham. Before there was any law, before there was oh my, any covenant outside of the faith he found in Abraham, and before he made covenant, which I believe you can find in Genesis 15, with Abraham, before that point in time, God made a promise to him, and Abraham believed it, and that trust in God became righteousness. And he fathered away for us that's wonderful and this is what god calls gospel good news now many professed believers don't consider this gospel and um you know i i don't stand for things like this just to be indifferent uh there's this old saying if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything i must be willing to stand for what is scriptural and for what is God's way and I say that because before we entered in and started talking about the blessing I've, I've been intrigued to find what is right and what is God considering prosperity because there are so many that are upset and up in arms about prosperity and have so many other ideas of what people should do you know especially when it comes to money and it comes to resources and um the most important opinion that I'm finding, and I pray it never changes in my days, is God's. And I want His will and His way and what He says about these things to be at the forefront of my heart and mind. And irregardless of if someone writes me off, if someone thinks that uh, you know, I'm a fool or what have you about it, I seek that His will and His way regarding prosperity and regarding any other thing, regarding the gospel, that that be the, the clear influence in my life and in those that are connected with me. And so we find here in verses 8 and 9 what I just mentioned. And the scripture, so talking about God's very word through those scriptures, His influence upon the heart of man to write these words down, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before so God was preaching to Abraham and he calls it it was preached before this the gospel to Abraham um, the Amplified Classic says let me read it this way for a moment he proclaimed the gospel foretelling the glad tidings of a savior long beforehand to Abraham in the promise saying in you shall all nations of the earth be blessed that's some good preaching. You know God's a preacher? 
<laughs> Many don't like preachers like me, but guess what? God's just like it. And I'm thankful to be a part. I'm thankful to be made after his image, but I'm, I'm thankful to be able to carry on something like this. God's a preacher. And he preached to Abraham. He said, Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. And Abraham thought, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I believe it. I trust you. And God had to work on that some. He took him out to the night sky, clear night sky, all these stars out there. He said, you see all those stars? And he's thinking, yeah, there's a lot of them. He's thinking, so shall your descendants be. And this is beyond Abraham's mind. But God's bringing him into a place of trust. And he's calling this good news that he's telling Abraham the gospel. And it continues and says, Notice the gospel was the blessing. You and all of yours will be blessed. And he continues and says, So then they which be of faith, that's us, are blessed with faithful Abraham. And then it continues and says, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it's written, Cursed is everyone that, can, that does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, but that no man, 11th verse, is justified by the law in the sight of God. It's evident, for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that does them shall live in them. So we're seeing the faithful way, which is the gospel, which is what? Trusting in God, in the blessing, and now we see in the 13th verse, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it's written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. 14th verse, That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. So if it wasn't for Jesus, there'd be no blessing. Jesus became a curse for reason. He did it for purpose. The purpose was the blessing. The gospel, the purpose of his crucifixion was for the gospel and it was for the blessing. It was for you and I to have the blessing of Abraham on our life. And it goes on and says that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The old covenant and the blessing that was on God's people. It was coupled with the leading of God's people. It was coupled with His presence with those people. You and I receiving the Holy Spirit is the presence of God. Him being with us all the time, it's coupled with this. The blessing on them was coupled with them having indication of the presence of God. They knew when God was moving. They saw that cloud by day they saw that fire by night they could track its moving you and I can track the moving of God ourselves and it's part of his blessing on our life that we have the first fruit of his promises which is the Holy Spirit who seals that promise and it is a wonderful part that he's with us now let's look together at Genesis 12 1 through 3 Again, um, and as you're going there, Genesis 12, 1 through 3, we're looking at what God said to Abraham, which God, through the Scripture, says is the gospel. It's the good news. And here in Romans 1, verse 16, 
I'm going to read this to you. And, and Paul was ministering to this church there and by the Spirit of God was saying, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, in the Amplified Classic, it says, It is God's power working to salvation for deliverance. Now, this says from eternal death. This word salvation, it is a multifaceted word. It couples with healing and with peace. It couples with prosperity. I shouldn't say couple because that's two. It's connected with all of these. You want to know what salvation is? Salvation is wholeness. It's completeness. You know that you and I are complete in Him? What does that mean? Full of peace, full of joy, completely healed, completely delivered, complete. This is salvation. And salvation goes to an aspect of prosperity as well. That word salvation actually touched wealth. You know, Satan has been trying to keep people poor for millennia. Yeah. You cannot look at a picture of a child with a distended abdomen because they don't have enough protein in their diet and see, well, that's the goodness of God. That's the glory of God. You can't look at that picture, which is a picture of poverty, a picture of lack. You can't look at that and see, I see goodness of God in that. That is cruel. The very thought that there are children going without a good meal is no indicator of goodness of God. It's also not an indicator of any wrong of God. People are going without because the God of this world is not the Father God. It is Satan who is the God of this world. This world is a world full of the curse. And it's full of his influence. And his influence is stealing. I'm talking about Satan, the God of this world, the devil. His influence is stealing, killing, and destroying. He is actually okay with the child losing their meals and not having sufficient clothing on their body so that mosquitoes can bite them and harm them. He's okay with this. You don't want to couple yourself with him. And you want to know one of the ways you do? One of the ways that we can couple ourselves with the God of this world is by taking aspects like the one I just uh, demonstrated there, illustrated, and coupling that with something God did. Because God has no part in that child being without clothing. God has no part in that child being without food. He has no part in that. That's not up to Him. And if we attribute that poverty to God, we're coupling ourselves with the enemy, the devil, who has brought that thought. We need to oppose this poverty. We need to resist it. Yes, do whatever we can, whatever God shows us, to eradicate what we can and do what we can. But we need to go to the Spirit. 
We need to go to the root of the issue. And that issue is poverty. And the God that's behind it is the one who brought the curse. And his name is Satan. And he doesn't want you and I being blessed because he is so thrilled with us being poverse and having lack of good. But he's a loser. And we, <laughs> hallelujah, have the blessing that makes rich and has no sorrow with it. So here in Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3. And it says here, Now the Lord had said to Abram, notice he had already said this, Get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house to a land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. And make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Oh my. If you're not qualified for the, bless, for the blessing on you, you're not qualified to be a blessing. The only ones who are qualified to bless are those who are blessed. So if you want to do more, it's time to receive more. And that's going to take faith. If you, if you can't see it's God's will for the blessing of God to be on you and that enable you to prosper and increase, then there's going to be a hindrance to be able to do much more. If we can't see it's in God's will, then we can't see it for ourselves and it being in our life. And if we can't receive it, we can't distribute it. You can't distribute food you don't receive. It's impossible. So here we'll find, uh, let's continue. Let me read this third verse and then we're going to go to Genesis 1, verse 22. Excuse me. And he said, God said, and I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curses you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now let's, again, we're going to Genesis 1 and verses 22, and then we'll look at verse 28 briefly. This is something that God initiated from the very start. Verse 22 says, And God, this is speaking of His talking to Adam and to Eve, and it says, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. So that's what the blessing was doing. The blessing was causing them to be fruitful. Now, we see this in healthy nature. If you have a healthy tree and it's producing fruit, that's an aspect of its being healthy and working in good order. Jesus came upon a tree, a fig tree, and he cursed it because it was not fruitful. So you find a blessed tree is a tree that's full of of fruit and um, here he says be fruitful and multiply let me get to the right one and fill the waters in the seas and let fowl multiply in the earth so um, now this was speaking God had created great whales it said in the 21st verse and every living creature that moves which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind and God saw that it was good and God blessed them and told them to be fruitful and to multiply. So he blessed the very creation and nature that was so that they would be fruitful and multiply. And now let's look at verse 28. Now this was um, 
after God had made man in our image. So I just wanted to correct myself. And um, God created man in his own image, it says in the 27th verse. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God what? Immediately. Right from the start. God blessed them and God said to them. So God in his blessing was speaking this. It would be good for us to speak this to ourselves. If God's willing to speak it, you'd just be doing like him to say, Look in the mirror. Be fruitful. Multiply today. The glory of God be seen upon you. The goodness of God be seen upon you today. Today, you be fruitful. Be full of good fruit. Multiply today. Hallelujah. That's what he spoke to them. He blessed them and he said, be fruitful and multiply. And... uh he said, and replenish the earth and subdue it. Now, let me look at this in the Amplified Classic. It says, subdue it using all its vast resources in the service of God and man. So when he said subdue it, he was saying, using, use all of this. Use these resources in the service of God and man. This is an aspect that we're going to see as we continue. God has given man the earth. What occurs in this earth is up to what you and I do. It's affected by this curse, but he still has ones he wants to control it. And we'll find it's blessed ones that are empowered to prosper and have place to control and to oversee. Now here, let's look at Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28, verse number 29. Deuteronomy 28, 29. And here we see. And it says here, and you... Let me start... Um, now this is aspects of the curse. And it says here, And you shall grope at noondays as the blind gropes in darkness. And you shall not, what? You shall not prosper in your ways. God is attributing these are things that are going to happen when the curse is working in one's life. And one of the aspects of the curse is that they would not prosper in their way. And he said, And you shall be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save you. So, the I'm just looking at the Amplified Classic to see if it brings out anything else. He said, You shall be only oppressed and robbed continually. There is a thief that wants to steal all the time. And if he is enabled to influence by the curse... You and I will be robbed of the good that God brings. And it's only by the blessing that we're kept back from this curse that would steal, would rob continually. Now let's look at Psalm 115. Psalm 115. Thank you, Lord. And... Let's look at verses 11 through 16, although this is a wonderful psalm. I could read the whole thing. But for time's sake, let's look at 11. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. And it says here in verse 11, You that fear the Lord. Is that us? I believe it is. Um, I like the Amplified Classic says, You who reverently fear the Lord. So this has to do with honor and respect. You value God so much, you want His way. And you that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. And we're going to go up through verse number 16. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will what? He will bless us. This is what's on God's mind. The, the psalmist here, by the Spirit of God, is saying God has been thinking about us. And what's been on God's mind? He will bless us. That's what's full. That's what his mind is full of. Blessing my people. Blessing my people. He's mindful of us. He will bless us. He continues and says, He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more. Hallelujah. You and your children. He's not done talking about the Lord blessing us. He's not done talking about what God is mind full of. You want to know what's on God's mind? Blessing you. What's on God's mind is you increasing more and more. But not just you. You and your whole family. You and your children. You and their children. Your children's children's children. Generations beyond you being blessed. And what does that blessing look like? Increasing more and more. Hallelujah. He goes on and says, You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. But what? But the earth has He given to the children of men. And that's what we were discussing. This earth, this that we know, it's been given to us. And what's being done with it, you know, there are certain things that are allowed or not allowed in our area of uh, control. And there are certain things that are going on that we are actually responsible. Because this earth has been given us to oversee. And the blessing that's on us is enabling us to do it. You know, if you and I were to take time and look through the Proverbs, it touched on how there were uh, poverous people that weren't heard because they were poor. They, they may have had great things to say, but their lack of wealth actually kept back from them even being heard. Part of you and I even being heard in our days is because God has blessed us and increased us more and more and enabled us to be in a position where what He gives us can be heard. And that's very important because if there's anyone who's going to be able to bring God to the world, it's people like us. And so it's people like us that need to be blessed that His will and way can be heard and seen and known. 
It's the blessed ones that will be able to bring it. And it's very important that we realize this. The heavens are the Lord's, the earth He's given to us. When is it so important that we be blessed? Right now, here in this place, in the place where you and I can be a blessing and put this blessing to work and make our place fruitful. Make it so that it multiplies and abounds and it increases more and more us, ours, and all that come from us. All the generations that pass beyond. That it continue to keep God's way. To show the world how one can be fruitful. How one can live the best life possible. God's way. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at, uh, and I like the Young's literal translation says, The Lord increase you, the Lord add to you, is what it says in Young's literal. It says, the Lord add to you. It's so important how it comes. We can add things to ourselves. We can increase ourselves. But the blessing of the Lord being on us, the Lord adds it to us. Which means it doesn't have to come out of our budget. It means that we don't have to, to wonder how are we going to supply for this. No, no. He took care of that. He added it to us. Hallelujah. Now let's look at Joshua. Well, for time's sake, I want you to go to Deuteronomy 8 verse 1. Deuteronomy 8.1, and then I'm going to go to a couple places and, and read you a few verses here. So just stick tight with me, listen. We'll put it up on the screen, and then we are going to go to Deuteronomy 8. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy 8, verse 1, and then I will be right with you. Just stand by. I'm going to give you something good here. Joshua 1, 7. Let me go there. <clears throat> and you just hold your place. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So Joshua 1, 7 is talking about keeping. He talked about meditating in his way, day and night. We see here, only be you strong, 7th verse, and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, my servant commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wheresoever you go. So it's God's intention that you prosper and this is the way that we do it. And he goes on in the 8th verse and talks about, It shall not depart out of you, this book of the law, God's words. You shall meditate therein <clears throat> day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. You shall make your way prosperous. Now there's some other verses that I'm sensing we're not going to be able to go to, but I don't know if we're going to get to go to it in another time either. So I'm going to give it to you for your own. So take note of this if you want to see it. 1 Kings chapter 2 verse 3. 
1 Kings chapter 2, verse 3. And then um, together, 3 John 1 to 3. 3 John is a one-chapter letter. And um, it talks about how it is the will of God. He said uh, that he wishes above all things, which that actually meant praying. He prayed above all things that they would prosper and be in health even as their soul prospers. So as their mind was being renewed and as they their souls were being saved, because that's an active process, that your and my mind be continually renewed. He was saying that he's praying that they prosper and be in health even as their minds are renewed and they are their souls are being saved because your soul, you, you know, you have a soul which is mind, will and emotion and it needs to be renewed continually. So again, what are we seeing? It's God's will that we prosper and the blessing on our life enables us. It empowers us to prosper, to increase more and more to make fruitful and to multiply what is in our control, what is in our grasp and reach. Now here in Deuteronomy 8, I'm caught up with you. There is one more I want you to look at. If you got the time and we'll take it, Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. And it talks about those that give themselves to God's way. talks about how they would be well provided for. Go ahead and look at that. You'll see the same aspect prosperity being God's will and intention. Psalm 1 verses 1 through 3. Now Deuteronomy 8 and it says here let's look at the first verse um, I plan to go for a few here up through 18 I might shorten that we'll see. Verse number 1 All the commandments which I command you this day shall you observe to do that you may live and multiply, you see the same aspect, and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember, that's what he was telling Joshua, don't forget my words. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or no. And he humbled you and suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you knew not, neither did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. So what's he saying? Don't forget God's words. Remember his way. Your raiment waxed not old upon you, neither did your foot swell these 40 years. Wow. Your clothes last long. You shall also consider in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God brings you into a, what kind of land? A good land. A land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of the valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates. A land of oil, olive and honey. A land wherein you shall eat bread without scarceness. This is not poverty. This is more than enough. You shall not lack anything in it. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you may dig brass. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware. <laughs> this is a disclaimer for those blessed ones. Beware that you forget not the Lord your God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command you this day. Lest, or you could say unless, when you've eaten and are full and have built goodly houses, 
So goodly houses are aspects of the blessed life. The life of following after God, not forgetting His way. And um, when you've built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied. What are we talking about? The blessing that makes fruitful and multiplies. Then your heart be lifted up. This is pride. And you forget the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought. What happened? They forgot what God had done for them. They forgot the blessing that was on them, that made them fruitful, that multiplied them. And he's telling them, beware, don't forget that it's God that has blessed you, that it's God that has provided for you, that that blessing was what made you rich and added no sorrow with it, that provided all for you to be successful. And he's reminding them, uh, he led you through, through the scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought you forth water out of the rock of Flint, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers knew not, that he might humble you and that he might prove you to do you good at your latter end. And you say in your heart, inside yourself, you have this thought and say this, My power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. But you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is He that gives you power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant, which He sware to your fathers, as it is this day. This power to get what? Wealth. The power to get wealth empowered to prosper it is the blessing and it is the blessed ones who have power on our lives not to get just enough to get wealth to get more than enough enabling us to be a blessing this power is on us the blessing that is of God it gives us the power to get the wealth and it's important we not forget. That's why we're talking about the blessing. Because if we forget that it's the blessing from God on our life, then it's a, a pathway for us to think it's our hard work and it's our charisma and it's this or that and it's of man that we are in the state that we're in. But in all actuality, when it's God's people, it's God's blessing that makes us rich. It's God's blessing that prospers us, that delivers us. Notice it wasn't just financial things that he's recalling in accordance with the blessing. He said, you want to know how you got out of Egypt? You want to know how you got out of slavery? You want to know how you got through that Red Sea? You want to know how you got through that drought? You want to know how you ate that day? It was the blessing, the blessing. It was God that gave you power to get wealth. That's what got them out of the tough point. That's what enabled them to be fully delivered, fully, <laughs> hallelujah, something that the Lord has prompted in my heart, that you be fully supplied and satisfied. How is that? Because you have been empowered to prosper. It's the blessing of the Lord, and it has made us rich, rich, Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. And um, hallelujah. And this is the gospel. God needs people like you and me to look out over this earth and to carry this power to get God's best and to cause this place to show how good He is. But it's going to take us feeding faith, faith for today on the blessing that He has put upon us, enabling us to prosper, to increase more and more for us and our children's sakes. Hallelujah. Well, that's all for today. All for faith for today. We love you here at the ministry. We bless you. And we will see you soon. Thank you.